Welcome to Rome Reflect Repeat. After years of traveling for work and wonderful vacations every year, it got put on my heart to share all these great adventures with the masses. We are just a normal family with a passion for adventure. From Disney to the national parks to just heading out on the kayaks, we love it all. Along with this podcast, we also have the Rome Reflect Repeat Instagram, where we will Post photos and some video to keep you inspired to get out and explore this fantastic world we are blessed to call home. So what can you expect? A lot of stories of some great trips from the Rocky Mountains to great family vacations at Disney World with tips included. We will invite our friends and some other special guests to give you the info and inspiration you need to get off the couch and out of those four walls that are your everyday life. Welcome to episode three of Rome Reflect Repeat. So, the past two episodes, I've kind of uh, really been proud of. I, I'm, I'm seeing a uh, a trend in in the way I look at things. It's kind of, you know, I kind of look at and go, well, would that be a good thing to do for the podcast? Um, so I'm really excited, and I'm forever grateful for the people who've listened and. And, you know, and I'll always be grateful to the people who give me some feedback. And today, you know, we're going to kind of open up about, you know, traveling with family, some of our experiences and some tips and, and things that um, may be able to help you and your family and maybe give you some motivation to get out and go see something. You know, you've heard the term gypsy soul. And I believe that, you know, that's defined by, you know, a soul that, someone who wanders around who who can't stay still who has this you know this this just this rambling spirit um and i definitely feel like that that i have that um my wife has that and we've passed that on to our son um unfortunately for him i I think that he may have the uh the worst of it from the both of us. I mean, he is, he's open to, to new adventures. He's open to, um, trying new foods. He's open to so many different things. And he just really, he inspires us to kind of want to get out there and, and, and just take him to see things, you know, to have those family experiences. He's 16 now. So we don't have long, you know, left to be an influence in his life. And I want it to be a positive one. And I want it to be one where he, uh, he can look back and, and, and have some ideas on what he wants to do with his family and where they want to go, you know, and I'm not sure, uh, sure where my, my gypsy soul comes from. It's, uh, it is, you know, we didn't travel a lot as a kid. Um, I, uh, you know, I would I would roam the the countryside though looking for a good fishing hole. I had a, a good friend of mine uh, uh, growing up, probably in my formative years. We got in plenty of trouble. We also went on some great great adventures. Uh, buddy, of mine named Dennis Mitchell. We used to we would walk for miles upon miles to go fish a a slough or a pond or, or just any body of water where we thought there might be something out there. You know. 
we'd find little hut we'd build little huts we uh we just had some really great times in the outdoors together and i'll always be grateful for him um you know anchors they they've never made a lot of sense to me i don't uh i believe in having a home i believe that it's an important part of of traveling is you have to have some place to come back to um but I, I could never say, you know, that I'm I'm anchored to something um, besides my wife. But, you know, she's a she'll she'll get in the car and go with me anywhere I want to go, given the time and the opportunity. And I'm so blessed to have her and and some way that understands, you know, that that desire to go see something new. Um you know, it's kind of like nervous leg syndrome, but before your spirit, you know, I think it begins with a curiosity and then it's followed by some imagination. And, you know, I, I love to get out west and, and just kind of travel around. I love when we have a job out there. Or we go on vacation out there and we get to, uh, you know, just roam and see some different things. There's such a romanticism and a, and a rugged history. And it just has this amazing ability to set us free. But that's what travel does. Travel gives you an opportunity to have a freedom that you may not, um, you know, get in your everyday world. I mean, you may go to the same place, the same office every day. And there you are. You're there for eight to 10, 12 hours a day, you know, looking at the same two people out of the same one window, um, staring at a computer screen or or driving a forklift or you know um, getting reports done or, or whatever it may be that you that you do for a living I I can I've tried to have that that um, um, you know that eight and gate uh, work life and it's just it's, it's very hard for me um, I enjoy uh, even if it's just locally I enjoy you know going out for lunch or or you know having an appointment across town or um you know running some errands I, I just i enjoy moving so today in this episode though we're going to kind of unpack um and, and kind of you know share you know some of the benefits and some of the shared experiences we have and uh and i i think you'll enjoy it All right, so let's talk about some of the benefits to um, you know, traveling with your family. One of the big benefits I feel like is that it's some team building. When you're traveling as a family and you're planning a trip or, or you're even in the process of it, um, it takes a team. So you've got your wife and you've got your, your children or you've got you know aunts and uncles or grandparents or whoever combined everyone has an idea for that experience so what that does is is that gives everybody a um you know some input so with the more input the more data you can gather the the more experiences that you can create um, everybody has something they want to do you know it may not be the thing you want to do but in the end that's a new that's another experience that you can add to to your trip you know, when and when you share experiences like that, I, I 
I think that to me, that's the most important thing is we get to share an experience. We get to um, have those memories together. You get to see the look on their face when they see something, something new for the first time. You get to feel their excitement, you know, or you get to feel their anguish if you've got a moody teenager that has decided that, that your idea of vacation is nowhere near as much fun as sitting in their room and, and chatting on Instagram. So I'm, I'm very blessed to have a wife that is a phenomenal trip planner. She can find and discover things about places uh, that I had no idea existed. Um, our trips have been memorable and have been the legendary types of vacations they've been is because she puts in the legwork first. So she's a critical part of our team. You know, there is no roam, reflect, repeat without her. There is get up and go to work and eat fast food and live in a hotel and never, never leave it. Um, she is one of the driving forces behind the fact that we have uh, you know, truly legendary trips um, when we go someplace. Um, she's also the world's greatest navigator. She is the human equivalent of the homing pigeon. She can get someplace like nobody I've ever experienced. She just, um, she has this uncanny ability to know direction and she makes fun of me all the time and she always wonders you know how can i travel the country or even the world and not end up you know and finally get to my destination uh, but you know i don't feel like i'm that navigationally challenged myself but if you ask her i struggle with it but she just she keeps us on track she keeps us going she's she's monitoring and you know checking for the next exit she's checking to see you know, is there anything exciting that we might want to stop and do on our way to a destination? She really, you know, she drives the the experiences. Um, and I, you know, I'm just blessed to have her. Uh, you know, I think that my experiences solo are, are very different than what we have together. Um, my experiences solo are normally not as epic because I don't put in the legwork and the time that it takes to truly plan something out, I'm gonna get in the car and let's go and let's just see what we run into kind of person. Um, so that just really, you know, she's a much better trip planner. We're, we've got several on the books this year. I'm making where we're wanting to do Utah. Um, definitely wanna do a, uh, maybe a Grand Tetons and a Yellowstone trip. Uh, I'd like to get a trip out to California if that if that becomes available um, in between some some work projects. Uh, so, yeah, so this year, I mean, we're already, you know, we're halfway through February and we're kind of disappointed in ourselves that we haven't gotten everything nailed down on what we're going to do. Um, so the trip planning side of it, you have to have a team. You have to have a a trip planning team. You have to have a team that has designated things they want to do. Kids, most of the time, they have some input. Um, you know, it, it's always beneficial to take that into consideration because, you know, a 16-year-old boy, he may not enjoy the fact that we've designated one day just to go walk downtown in what 
whatever little town we're in and just kind of do a little shopping or you know he may have have seen something that he wanted to experience and it's just you know as a team that's what you do you you pull together and you and you make this epic experience happen um and we talk about a lot about you know about trips and you know i'm gonna take a little short little break and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about the benefit of short day trips and, and short weekend trips All right, so let's talk about small road trips. This is where it all begins. When you get out of the house, you get outside of your four walls, you go find a trail to hike, you go, you know, drive, you know, two hours down the road to experience something. You go visit with family. Make the most of those opportunities that you have together, you know. I believe that that every adventure should have a playlist, um, you know. And, but for some reason, we hardly ever turn the radio on when we're traveling. It's, a, um, I guess, it's part of that reflecting on what we're going to do. You know, we uh, we enjoy here on the Gulf Coast being so relatively close to the beach, um, and some of the best beaches in, in America. It's really nice to have that. We um, we enjoy going over to Johnson's Beach. If you haven't ever been there, it's right outside of Perdido, Florida. It's um, go through Gulf Shores on the on the beach road, and when you turn up, like you're heading into Pensacola, it's it's there on you know right there at the end of Perdido. That's a phenomenal beach place. Um, one, it's a, it's a national park. Um, it's our closest national park here on the Gulf Coast. And so that national seashore down there, what it gives us is it gives us great facilities. It gives us good kayak launches. It gives us um, clean, you know, and, and one of the prettiest stretches of, of, of water that, that Perdido has to offer right there. Um, that, you know, that's one we really enjoy. Uh, you know, we love going over Fort Walton Beach. Uh, I absolutely one of my favorite restaurants is is over there. It's the Old Bay Steamer. And th- the thing I love about that is, is you can go over there and you get a great steak and you get a, um, a king crab with it. And, and there's something magical that happens to a man when you get a, a, a ribeye and a king crab all on the same plate. I mean, it truly, that's where it happens. That's when, when, all that you know that machismo just really gets fueled when you're you know you're eating a a big steak medium rare steak and you're cracking open crab you know crab legs these big giant king crab legs it's a pretty good experience i say you know if you get the opportunity to go over there definitely give them a shot um it's a um it's a really nice restaurant but it's you know it's at the beach so so don't feel the need you can dress up if you want to but you know Everyday attire seems to seems to be the norm around there. Uh, you know, an- another trip that we take pretty regular is is here. Uh, we don't have a Trader Joe's, so the closest one is over in New Orleans. So it's really a nice day when we get up that morning. You know, when we leave out early, we'll stop by PJ's Coffee over in Gulfport and Mississippi, and you know, get they have great coffee by the way. So. Um, 
very excited to be getting one of them here. Uh, if you don't know, we're located in Mobile, Alabama. So the rumor is that we're about to get us a PJ's coffee. Um, not that I, not that I would ever give up Yellowhammer if they're listening, but, but PJ's is a good alternative. So we'll go over there. We'll go to Trader Joe's for the day. We'll go grocery shop. We'll go, you know, visit the French quarter. We'll go find someplace good to eat, get a good po' boy or, you know, uh, some seafood or, um, you know, even there's a great, the city diner over there is phenomenal. They've got these gigantic pancakes that they serve and they, um, they actually, when you get one to go, it comes in a, in a large pizza box. I mean, this is the biggest pan. It's probably a, uh, if you're looking at pizza size, it's probably an 18 inch, um, pancake, but you would think being a novelty, big giant pancake, they're actually tender and they're, they're very delicious. So along with ice cream, um, pancakes we we love to to search out a good pancake so you get a chance you know that's just one of those day trips that's one of those short we're gonna go spend the day we're gonna have time and and experiences and and fun with family um the last time we went over there uh we took a little detour right over in mississippi as the national um mississippi sandhill crane sanctuary over there we pull up to the visitor center and and apparently you know they're they're very rare um there's only a few hundred of them left in the world of that strain of sand hill crane well there were four of them right outside the visitor center so that was a really cool experience you know we've been to uh i had a opportunity last year Uh, my wife and i we went over to to houston i got to take her over on a little work trip that was a great trip. We went over there. We ate good. She got to experience, you know, just while only briefly, she got to experience the the traffic in Houston, Texas. And if I sit here long enough, I can I can be assured to you that that I'll give myself a headache thinking about that that 610 loop um, traffic over there. It is definitely, you know, to all my Houston people, I, I you know, while I love you, I don't I don't really envy that. Uh, commute y'all have every day so take advantage of those things take advantage of you've got to go buy groceries um let's go buy groceries an hour and a half two hours away you know if there's a if there's a, a special place that, that you may not have in your town you know take the chance you know have that little bit of an adventure you know go experience something new but never take away the benefit of the weekend trip and how important those are um you know, a day trip to the beach, a uh, a day of you know, you load up the grab your backpacks and your in your hiking sticks and go find a good park or or you know a piece of property that, that you know and go explore it. But but get out there and spend those times together because your our children and our and our lives every day. You know, right now is the youngest you will be, so it's kind of. Uh, kind of a driving force for us you know we want to get out and experience those kind of things and and just you know live that magical life and i hope i hope that as you've listened to these these podcasts and as you um kind of get to know what we're doing that you uh that you take some of that in and you realize hey you know we only have so long to get all of these things done there's nothing holding us back from 
fulfilling all of our dreams except for us it's, it's about what do we prioritize um, for us and in, in, in this household we have prioritized uh, shared experiences um, we were we had a discussion Luke may have some opportunities coming up this year that we're excited about but we were talking about during those opportunities and maybe my wife and I would go do something and we thought about the things that we wanted to do. It's very hard to go do something fun and exciting um, when you know you only have so much time with someone left. So we we've made the decision that that we really want to do things. You know, the three of us to 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 share those experiences with him, to be good stewards of of the time that we have with him, and make sure that he gets the most rounded experiences he can because it, he's kind of like me given his own devices it'll be a whole lot of wandering in the woods but if you add his mother into it she's going to plan a a successful trip where there are positive memories and and maybe some experiences we wouldn't have known about All right, so now let's talk about big family vacations. Now, these are the ones. I mean, these are these are what we work for. These are what we, you know, our heart beats faster for. These are the ones that, um, you know, they set up all the desire to do the little trips. It's, it's these big family vacations. Um, so we go on quite a few. We try, you know, to, to get as many trips out there as we can. Like I said, you know, we've got some good ones planned this year. Definitely uh, some some big national park trips in our future um, and really take advantage of what um, America has to offer to see those things before they're gone. I mean, it's, uh, you know, our time is our time is short, so we want to make the make the most of it. Um, and we've come to learn that on a big family trip, there's several you know the over the years we've we've been able to you know identify stressors and i think the number one stressor on a trip is how do you handle traffic you know that can that can change the thing the the first step you have to take in in battling traffic is go ahead and admitting that you may not be able to beat the google maps i know um my pastor has, has made it his personal goal to to prove Google Maps wrong. Um, they met us down in Disney World a few years ago, and I would te text him, you know, to get an update, and it'd always be, "I'm two minutes faster than Google." And so he he believed that until they sat in Ocala, Florida, for about three and a half hours. So um, just know this: you're you're going to get there when you get there. Um, I used to be very bad about, okay, we're getting in the car. It says we're going to be there in eight hours and 34 minutes. All right. That means if we plan out, we are going to stop one time, you know, at the four hour and 15 minute mark, everybody run in, use the restroom and let's get there. Well, what you discover as you, as you kind of step back away from that mindset, is that I may have driven by some of the best experiences we're going to have on that trip. 
Um, and that may come with age. That may come with, uh, you know, just um, wanting more out of the experience. But I know that, that dealing with traffic, is you definitely have to change your mindset and just expect to get there when you get there. Um, you know, along with big vacations is I think that um, you've got two you've got two ways that a big vacation can go, especially when you're involving multiple you know family members. You can get the the vacation that brings everyone together, or you can get the vacation that drives a wedge and you may not talk for a year. I think the key to stopping that. And, and it works very well for um, my wife and I and Luke and uh, my sister-in-law and, and her husband and, and their little one. And that is we've established some boundaries. Um, we all have things we want to do and, and accepting the fact that we may not all want to do that and we may not all want to do it at the same time. Um, so a good way to beat that is in that's just to kind of step back that each household kind of plan their trip come together find what overlaps and then you know especially in a place like disney world um when we go uh we've got several you know groups of friends and family that we go together and and we have found what really works is we just set we set meetup times we set a time okay so we've got fast passes for this you've got fast passes for that you know Let's, how about we, we all decide on, you know, where we want to eat lunch at and we meet up and, and, and that's when we have that community. And what that's done is that has eliminated the stress of, of someone feeling like they're taking control of your vacation. So on a big family vacation, I'm not a big proponent of, um, you know, this is how we're going to do it. This is when we're going to be there. This is what we're going to do. If you give everyone else a little freedom and a little time to spend with their with their family and, and do their own thing, uh, especially if you have older kids and you're someplace like Disney World or, or, you know, a theme park or like that, you know, let those kids get together. Let those kids go do their own thing, have their experiences and and everybody can kind of just communally come together, you know, at a certain certain points in time of the day or. You know, maybe share a house, uh, get a get a nice Airbnb, or something like that, or get a big enough you know suite or or cabin or or wherever you might be, and just get a big enough place that you all come together in the evening and and maybe share a meal or or share that downtime and that relaxing, so you can kind of reflect back and forth and 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 share your day. So, you know, one of my favorite things about a vacation is going to be the fact that we we are together. And I, I think that togetherness kind of goes back to that whole part about trip planning, you know, and that's... Um, uh, you know, you, you build a team and truly a vacation has the opportunity to bring people closer on, on a whole nother level and the experience and adventure does. Think about some of the friendships that kids make at, at, at summer camp, you know, just 
you know, they come back and it's like they talk about kids like they've known them forever because you get immersed in each other's lives when you're on vacation. You are out of a stressful situation. You are someplace that's fun and exciting. Um, and you have the opportunity to, to really, you know, get to know people on such a, an intimate level. You know, a great, a great thing about, you know, example of that is, you know, a camping trip. Um, or for, for us, a, uh, because my wife, she's not going to sleep in a tent. That's just not happening. She'll go to any national park, any wilderness I want to go to. As long as at the end of the day, there's a hot shower and a good meal at the end of it, she's ready to go. Um, but bringing people closer, I mean, that's, that's gotta be the thing that you, that you push for is, uh, is finding that, that connectivity and, you know, all of those experiences. I think that it's just, it's pivotal to who we are as a society, um, as a, as a Christian, to me, it is pivotal, 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 pivotal to, yeah, pivotal to, um, you know, my great commission. And that is to grow my community and disciple to, to people, um, you know, it just offers so many things and you know and once again you're in a less stressful environment and the challenges that you face during a, a, a big family vacation is they're, they're self-imposed challenges they are you know we're going to challenge our body we're going to challenge our time we're going to challenge you know you know our, our belly because we're going to hit every buffet that, that we come across i mean it's just so many different different things that that go into creating these um these big things you know these these moments these experiences these adventures and and to me that's that's the what it all boils down to and so i'm just really looking forward to you know everything that we've got going on this year so let's take a quick break and i'll be right back to kind of wrap everything up and and finish with a good story from colorado about luke and and our great fly fishing trip. All right, so 2019 probably wasn't our best year for trips, um, but what we did get to do is we got to go on probably one of our our best trips ever. Um, That was back in early June of 2019. So we went up to uh, Rocky Mountain National Park. Uh, my wife and son—they've never seen the Rocky Mountains, and so it was truly a, a pleasure for me to be there the first time they got to see them. You know, as you as you're leaving out of the Denver airport and you start heading, you know, towards Boulder and, and you start going north, you really get to see, you start seeing them in the distance. And we were discussing last night how you know just kind of how fascinating it is, or if you imagine the great pioneers when they made it out there i mean they were probably see they were probably two weeks away uh, from reaching them you know once they saw them they were you know still 45 50 60 70 miles away and it's really amazing to me you know the the grandeur of them and 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 the uh you know just the the imagination just starts boiling and 
and all these great adventures and and all these uh, you know all these concepts just kind of run through your mind as you as you think about back to the history and the struggle that it must have been to first to first conquer them and now you know for us you know it's it's a playground it's this great playground that that god created as he as the glaciers moved through the continent and it's just it's just fascinating and you know colorado it's like no other place in america i mean there's fourteen thousand foot mountains there's 14ers you know they just dot the sky like skyscrapers and in la i mean it's just uh it's fascinating you know and then there's that crisp cool dry air you know as it just kind of kind of blast your soul at the altitude and um it's it's makes you just want to you know cry out for adventure i mean it's just it's just an amazing place um you know i've been to uh colorado for several times and with several different people but you know to truly to see them and to see my wife's face and and you know just to experience that with her as she as she looked upon them for the first time and as she smelled that mountain air and as she you know even to the point of of experiencing altitude for the first time it's truly you know that it kind of brought it all together and just really you know made it great so i told you earlier i was going to tell you a great story about um you know our fly fishing trip we took um thanks to the ymca of the rockies they have a a group there called uh, sasquatch fly fishing and it's uh right there in estes park colorado and it was just from top to bottom it was a great experience and i really can't thank those guys enough but uh you know, I, I want to finish every every episode out with a good story. I think that's, you know, that's part of the whole thing. We're going to talk about the roaming. We're going to talk about the reflecting and, and being thankful. And, and we're going to repeat a story. So just kind of get started. We, we found this great deal. Um, it was supposed to be it was a it was for $60. You could sign up for a group fly fishing trip in Rocky Mountain National Park. Well, the good thing about that is when we went there in, in early June, it's not super busy yet. So we were, you know, very lucky that we got a a private, you know, trip, you know, just the two of us um, with this fantastic guide. Um, and, uh, we, you know, we got it for a group price. So it just really, it was really great. They don't cancel on you just because they don't have enough members. If, if there's only two um then then two it is that's the group so we uh we got out there and and we had this you know this great instructor and he was showing us and demonstrating to us how to how to you know throw the fly rod and he was just a fabulous teacher i I mean before the end of it we were we were pretty good in that little 15 minute instruction i'm not saying we're fly fishermen but we we were able to accomplish what we wanted to so we went to this this little pond and we were looking for a little brook trout now i don't know how a four inch fish can fight that hard but my goodness that is an amazing experience the trout fishing it just it sucked me in it's like nothing i had ever done the fight on a fly rod was just you know it was hands down it was great so luke did really well luke actually um luke caught the first fish and uh and he was super excited. You know, he was in waders for the first time, and and uh, 
you know, just, it was amazing. The water was, was clear and it was cold and it was just beautiful. Well, you know, all good stories, they've got to have a punchline. Well, well, ours was, this, this story definitely has the greatest of all time. So this guide, he was super patient with us. He, he knew that we were, that we were from the deep south and there wasn't a whole lot of fly fishing down there. So, you know, he kind of forgave some of the technical mistakes we would make and, and he just, he was just a, a blessing to have with us. Well, he spent the majority of his time helping my son, you know, you know, really be comfortable and, and get the feel of it. And, and, you know, just the whole experience, he, it was just, it was just great. So, um, as we are getting ready to leave and go to a different location, he was going to, so we did some pond fishing and now we were going to go to the big Thompson river and, uh, and get to experience, you know, some of that that you see on TV, you know, the big Canyon river and, and, and the rushing water and all that. Well, as they were making their way across this, this little Island, I'm still not to this day sure how it happened. It happened so fast, but um, they were crossing over this island and Luke went down. Well, when he went down, his way, he got water in his waders. Well, instantly he, he, the, the kind of the panic set in this ice cold water is hitting him and, and he grabs onto the guide and, um, being as the same, you know, a little bit bigger than the guy, they both went down and I look up and, and they are, they both completely submerged into this pond and they pop back up and as we um you know they come out of the water and they're standing there and i'm like get the waders off you know get the waders off and they're stripping out and uh luke looks over at me and he's like just he's shaking he's you know he's just freezing to death and he says you know why is this water so cold and without blinking an eye and in the the most monotone voice ever the god looks over at him and just blatantly says, because yesterday it was snow. And from that day on, I will never forget, you know, when, as soon as he said it, it all came into perspective that, you know, we're in the Rocky Mountains and yesterday the water that we were fishing was snow. And truly that ended a, that ended a trip that will forever, you know, will, as of right now, I'm not even going to say forever. As of right now, it's hands down my favorite trip. But we've got some more planned out for this this 2020. Um, I just want to say thank y'all, everybody, for once again taking some time out of your day to 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 spend with me. And you know, I'm I'm very thankful for the blessings that that we've received through this this podcast. You know, once again, the encouragement and and everything's just phenomenal. And I thank y'all, and I look forward to. Uh, Talking to y'all next time.